0: Okay I usually on a communion Sunday like to be started preaching at ten to twelve so it's ten to twelve just in case you don't need to look at your watch that's the time it is at this moment we're going to speed this up really really quickly I wanted that was the lectionary the second lecture reading we do the lectionary in Fitzroy and I was trying to blend on a with the lectionary and that was the second um, lectionary reading but we don't really have time to expound that and I really feel uh, I need to kind of move towards more um, Uh, Issues that I think the the congregation need to know and and need to think about. Um, I guess if I had been choosing a lectionary reading, which you never get, obviously, it would have been Philippians 4. In Philippians 4, near the end of that letter, Paul's talking to the Philippians and he says, "'I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. And then later on, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles.'" And in verse 16, for even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. And the idea, it seems to me, um, uh, here in in Philippians, Paul is saying that mission is mutual. And our relationship with Oniolaku is not that we would give them money and bring Jesus to them. Because Jesus is already there and working perfectly well. And we've learned more about Jesus in Oniolaku than your minister will teach you about Jesus in Fitzroy. Um, It seems to me that where we are here is we're in some mutual understanding of partnership, relationship, deepening relationship, and relationships that will be challenging because of the depth of them. Relationships that will, will change how we see the world because we're connected outside of ourselves. So when we were there, literally in the weekend we were there, 600 people were killed in the fighting in South Sudan. And it really wasn't in your news at all, even though the Presbyterian Church had it on their website because they have links with South Sudan. And so when you're there and Pastor David on the Sunday morning that that you're preaching in the church says, who's here from South Sudan this morning? Come up to the front and Steve's going to pray for you for South Sudan. You suddenly find yourself engaged and connected with parts of the world that you would not not in any other way be connected with. And you start to think, what does that mean? Not only for... South Sudan, but what does it mean for Fitzroy who have a connection with Onlaku, who have people in their congregation on a Sunday morning from South Sudan. And so uh, the Sharlans, who will be here to speak in December, who are also in Arua, where we are, um, uh, where Onlaku is, they were telling us about the numbers that have come across the South Sudan border as refugees into Northwest Uganda. Arua is under pressure because of the refugees coming in. So refugees are no longer people for me that are in Greece or trying to find their way across the Mediterranean. For me, refugees are, are affecting and impacting and there's trying to be a response to them from our partner congregation in Uganda. How do we love people the way Jesus wants us to love people in those kinds of relationships? It seems to me that Paul had that mutual sharing of wealth and that mutual sharing of poverty. So with that biblical base put down to what we're doing, I want to just show you a few things. Um, This was a place that Charles had been before us. And he dug a well here. And we had the privilege of being the Fields of Life Ambassadors to this well, we didn't fund this well um, this was the people around um, the, they, they greeted us when we got off our bus, they had little flowers the whole way down the path towards the well, we were treated like royalty, they gave us the biggest amount of fruit you've ever seen I don't know whether you've seen a jackfruit, but it's one fruit and it's this heavy, uh, they gave us one of those which was hard enough to carry, never mind all the other basket of fruit, and of course they didn't think they'd given us very much until I told them an avocado in this country costs about 5,000 Ugandan shillings, and they went <clears throat> Um, So, but it was the sense of just being there Do you know when Charles talks about the places in Uganda that are difficult There's a difficulty, yes, to bore wells in some places But some places are so remote that they feel forgotten about They feel really marginalised They feel that nobody cares And when you fund a well and then you turn up in their community you make a huge huge difference the next couple of photos will fly through because they are our miracle worker at work i said to him when i arrived in this morning you're a little cleaner than the last time i saw you um so uh, and that's him explaining to me the gravel and what gravel they put in to filter the uh, water as it comes out and he's explaining all the stuff that he shared with you today can i actually I, i can't go on this i don't know what i'm talking through that mic for right I can move away a little bit and that's rachel behind who does all the hospitality um, for fiends of life and is an amazing amazing woman let me take you to our favorite two acres of land in the entire world there is our school guys and um, you will see even the difference from last year that there's life in it there's life in it because the teacher's bikes are uh, right there around the tree and, uh, and all around this place on a daily basis there are children coming out of classrooms and going into classrooms and it's all there because you funded it. This was your tax books arriving. They did arrive late but last Christmas many of you instead of giving gifts bought tokens to fund tax books for our school in Onelaku, and this is the head Charles opening the box of those books And this is the teachers just looking at this. You you can actually see in Charles' face, if you look closely enough, the awe and delight as he opens these brand new books. Here's some of the children with them. Now, that was on a Saturday, hence no uniform. But the excitement of getting these books, and that was you guys, £1,900 last Christmas, that set us on a road. They need more, he hinted. But it's fantastic to see your money already at work. This is our well. This is our well. Somebody in this congregation funded this well, and this well is at our school. Where is it at our school? She was the next. That's how close it is to the school. Now, they tried to bore somewhere else, Charles, because Charles didn't, they didn't have the expert up for this one. So they bored a dry well further down the school, but this is where they found the water. Uh, the school, as you can see, is boarded up at this stage because the kids are on holidays, but when they come back, and I think that might be even this week maybe, they will have a well right there with clean water. I was on with David, uh, Pastor David um, just before the well um, was finished, and he said they'd gone three or four days without any water, And they had not been able to feed the children for those two or three days. That's never going to happen again because we have a well right there. Now, I want you to look at this photo carefully because I didn't see it until today. But if you look very carefully to the left hand, top left hand corner, there is a scurrilous woman running away with our water. Now, we're thankful that she's running away with our water. But where the well is now situated, that's the back of the school. And that can be accessed really, really easily. And we're not against other people getting the water from the well, but what we are against is that the well would become damaged or there would be people come in at night and deliberately damage the well and this is where a perimeter fence has got to be next in what we need in uh, in, uh, Onilaki. The money has been raised the money then fell short Thank you to Richard and Michael for their cycle ride. It fell short because of Brexit. We were a thousand pound down on that because of, the, price of the, uh, the, the strength of the pound. But even within this congregation and outside this congregation, we've made that money up. And so that perimeter fence should happen very, very quickly. The other thing that we were able to contribute is uh, when Caitlin did her fundraising coffee morning at uh, our house, um, uh, a woman from Fitzroy or from Fisherwick came to it and gave me a football it was a football signed by the 1982 Northern Ireland football team. She says, my dad was given that. Can you do something with it? And I said, well, what can I do with it? So it literally sat for about five months uh, on our sideboard and looked really well because I was quite pleased to have it. And when Richard Spratt came talking about the gala dinner and the auction, I said to him, we have a football there. What do you think you can do with that? He says, what? He says, we will get £500 for that, he said. And then we'll double it because somebody's doubling all the money we make that night. We got £800 for it. We doubled that to £1,600. And Fiends of Life are going to add to that so that we can not only have a well, but we can have a water tank that harvests water that gives us just that wee bit extra as well. So, within a year of funding this school, we will have textbooks, a well, a water tank, and a perimeter fence. And that's you who have done all of that. Work. It's a privilege for us to be here in the summertime and to bask in what they think of Fitzroy and to hear them thanking us over and over again for what we've done. But this is the impact that you can make, and I would imagine that for many of us, it wasn't that big a thing. We can sew, and boy, did you sew! and we can cycle. Well Richard it was a big thing Phil, and we're very thankful and even Michael would say that he did go further than you brother. But when I told them what Richard had done in Oneilaku they didn't take a breath among those teachers and parents and all the rest 2,100 kilometres in seven days even when he was ill. He said he was round that same route in a car recently and he said he couldn't believe that he missed the beauty because his cycling was causing him so much effort that he couldn't see what was around him. But those little bits of money that people gave to Michael and to Richard and to the sewing and to all the other stuff you've done has given this school more than they could ever imagined or dreamed and bishop isaac's dream goes on in the wonder of this man called pastor david who is a partner with us in it there is a challenge guys there is a real challenge in our school we have a school we have textbooks we have a water well and very soon because it's out to tender we will have a perimeter fence but the quality of the teaching is the next thing that we need to up because until we get registered by the government, then we, can't pay the, um, we cannot pay uh, enough for the teachers. So Charles came across from the school across the road and took a pay cut. Gilbert, who was one of my mates a year before, got a little bit more money. Um, when I'm saying money, I'm saying the top end's £90 a month. So the bottom end's maybe 25 or £30 a month, and that's what we're paying ours. So if they get an extra tenner, you can understand why they go. So the level of education, that's why under the tree, Bernard was trying to make sure that the teaching was robust, that the teaching was good, trying to up that. And so you in this congregation, there's many of your teachers. And just maybe some of you could go next year and help to develop the teachers we have while we wait to be maybe able to employ some of the teachers we can so that the education of the school... Can, can rise again That knitting group Crafts Some of you might be able to go And help with that We're thinking of an I am girl program Where we would teach Some of the girls Some things um, That you girls know about That us guys don't need to know about That could keep you at school An extra week a month uh, than maybe some of these kids are able to do. You could come and help us with that. Um, we, we need somewhere to put the books. So a few boys with a hammer and a nail could get the shelves they need to put the books. There's all kinds of things that can be done, very simple things. But can I say that the most important thing of all is that you turn up. The first morning we drove in in the bus, the four of us were in the back. Abdul, our driver, and Bernard were in the front. They were both Ugandan. The kids, we could see them running at full pelt from the school down towards the gate of the uh, of the school. And we pulled up, and I could see the first wee girl in line, and she was so excited as she came to the bus. And she looked into the bus, and no offense to Abdul and Bernard, but she saw Abdul and Bernard in the front of the bus, and her face just went... <laughs> and then she looked to the right, and there were these mazungos, these white folk, And her eyes lit up again and she came towards the bus and literally, as Janice said, it was very hard to disembark that bus because these folk feel loved just because we turn up. Just because we turn up. It's an amazing thing to see what you can do by just turning up in somebody's school. The last photograph I have for you are the sponsor kids. There's what they get they get their I don't I didn't have it. a We bit a sort of something like porridge every morning they get their uniforms that Lillian makes they get their books um, our sponsor kids then are coming up I think are they did we get that one on so this is Jacqueline and Rachel and actually Godfrey who works in the school is uh, Rachel's dad and Rachel's these are our sponsor kids we met with every sponsor child that Fitzroy has And we gave them a card, and we gave them a little bit more than a card. And um, it was wonderful just to see them and their little faces as we engaged with them. Uh, There's 20 more coming online very, very soon. And we've already got a couple of people lined up to take some of those. The sponsor kid thing doesn't only change the life of the sponsor child. It changes the life of the school because they can guarantee through the sponsor children that we're paying more per child end of the school which means we can pay teachers more to up the level of the teachers in the school so if we can get another 20 online it would be really wonderful if we could get more people in Fitzroy who would connect with these children and give them a chance of a future and our school the chance of a future as well but I did say and I will leave with this and move into communion I did say that this is all about mutual learning we learn so much from the resilience, the imagination, the innovation of the Ugandan people, the Onilaki people. And we are rich in shillings and they are poor in shillings. But when we share mutually what our wealth and our poverty is, then we can help each other live lives that are 10-10. So before we come to communion, and can I say I thought last week was a world record, but we could beat it this week with the length of a service let me read this. This was written just after I came home because my friend Alan, who spoke here at a Fields of Life event and started my mind thinking about maybe we should do something in Africa that uncontrived led to his working with Fields of Life. He was going out to Uganda and he said to me, I'll kiss the African sun for you, fella, because he knew I was just home. And I was listening to um, one of Jasmine's favorite songs um, by Need to Breathe called um, uh, Difference Maker. And I put this all together And this is the poem for all of us um, In what we can do around the world Her last seed fell so hard The cruelest smite of all Then bursting through the pain The harvest of light for all Go help make an eternal difference Turn around every fallen inference Give the children back their innocence And kiss the African sun Throw and scatter and sow Find more seeds in the cup "'Watch harvest yield a harvest, curse all the weeds ripped up. "'Love until we all know grace is won. "'Burn until hopelessness is over and done. "'Leave nothing out there on the run, and kiss the African sun. "'Oh, kiss the African sun. "'They say that we are rich, but we are only rich in shillings. "'Oh, the wealth of their resilience, innovation, and being willing. "'They say they are poor, but they are only poor in shillings. "'Go and share our mutual poverty.' Learn what mutual wealth can do. Bring back home the blessings of God and let the African son kiss you. Let the African son kiss you. Thank you, Fitzroy. But let's continue this journey. Let's deepen the relationships. Let's see if we can be more missional and take more of Jesus into the places that Jesus already is, yes, but with mutual, mutual working together, we can see great things done for the kingdom of God. Sorry, that's a very shortened version, and maybe sometime soon we'll get a chance to say more about it in theological terms, but let's sing and move into communion. If you're a visitor with us, you're very welcome to come to communion. If you're tumbling or stumbling after Jesus at any level of that journey, and are heading towards trying to follow him, but all things are going against you, or all things are for you this week, if you're climbing up can move, or if you're running down the hill and you're going as fast as you can possibly go, then you're welcome by Jesus and his grace to join us around this table. Patrick's reading um, that he read from uh, 1 Timothy, um, I wanted to unpack a little bit and I'd intended to bring it into this, so very, very briefly let me do that. Um, It seems to me as we come around a table on a morning that we've been thinking about beauty and brokenness, uh, a time when we've been thinking about mutual sharing of uh, faith between the missional and those being mission two, and there is a mutual thing going on in Philippians 4, that the lectionary reading in some ways um, was very helpful. I am grateful to Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and anoint- appointed me to his service. Charles has already shared that testimony. The joy of Christ strengthening him and prayerfully opening up the opportunities to share Jesus not only in the water that comes out of the ground, but in what he can share in the communities that he works in on a daily basis. The Stockman family this summer are just grateful that Christ Jesus, our Lord, who strengthened us because he judged us faithful and appointed us to service. We receive mercy. Grace of our Lord overflowed to us with the faith and love that are in Jesus. And that this bread and wine and this cross and this crown of thorns in front of me, that in changing me and overflowing my life with mercy and grace and our family with mercy and grace, was not just for us, but so that we could overflow that love. And that we could be servants of God. That we could be broken. That we could be poured out. In order that others might know this Jesus. And the kingdom that this Jesus came to bring. There was one moment in Uganda. Right near the end. And I looked across the playground. And I caught the eye of Jasmine. With all these kids around her. And 1010 was in that picture right at that moment. My daughter was living life in the fullness of what she could live it. It was in her face, it was in her smile, it was in the deepest joy that I've ever seen coming out of my daughter's life. She had told us we weren't going to Uganda, or Vancouver to lie a beach. That we were going to Uganda to play with kids. And in that moment I thought, I've never seen her on a beach looking like this. Because I want to tell you again, guys, we're not made for vacation. Vacation is there to help us live vocation. And if you think of the joy you have on that beach in Spain in the summer, I'll tell you, when we start living what Paul's talking about to Timothy here, you're going to find something far deeper than lying on a beach, much as I like. A wee lie on a beach. Life in all its fullness. 1010 comes because Jesus has poured out his life, had his life broken, that I might somehow in the mysteries of eternity be wrapped up and connected in this so that he might overflow through my life with his grace and mercy into the lives of Rachel and Jacqueline and David and Agnes. And your sponsor child, and that that might flow back through us to the glory of God. As we come to your communion today, as you hold this bread and as you drink this wine, I want you to ask yourself what is overflowing out of my life into the lives of others, and ask the Lord to bring it on, that you would leave nothing out there on the run. Let's pray. Lord, you died for us that we might have life, but it wasn't to stop with us. You died for us that we might have life, that we would have overflow in grace and mercy into the lives of others. And so we thank you for this table. We thank you for what Christ has done, and as we follow you to this table, we ask that we might leave this table with the mercy and grace we receive, flowing out of our lives onto the streets of Belfast, the streets of Northern Ireland, Ireland, the United Kingdom, Uganda, the rest of the world. So Lord, in this moment, as we share this bread and wine, bless us that we might be a blessing. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.